Welcome to Pursuit of Balance, where we talk about all things health, movement, exercise, nutrition, sleep, stress management, environment, community, and most importantly, mindset. What's up, y'all? Today, I wanted to talk about a good concept that I was just, you know, thinking about actually on my drive up today and something I heard on a movie or documentary thing I was watching earlier in this week, which is the concept of working out requires you to also be equally balancing working in, which I never really thought about why why do we call it working out, right? Um, so whatever, I went down this typical rabbit hole that I always do, kind of hearing this, and just like, oh, this would actually be a kind of a cool podcast idea, because it kind of plays in this very holistic recovery aspect of what we always talk about, and and to be honest with you, it's something I'm actually currently going through, and it's something I always struggle through, and I definitely am very cyclical with going through phases of like being good about recovery, and doing all these things so I can actually manage my workouts, and then I go through phases of like, oh, I just, I don't want to miss a workout, I love the workout, I love the program, um... So today we're going to talk about why you should be working in just as much as you should be working out, right? And the whole concept of Pursuit of Balance in the name of this freaking podcast is understanding that when you are working out, you're expending energy. You are breaking your body down in these workouts and um, that's all good, right? Like it's just like any other stress, any other hormetic stress in life. Like it's something that actually breaks you down, but with proper recovery, um, your body gets stronger, right? And this is the coolest thing about exercise, and this is how we build muscle. This is how we build strength, and we need to understand that all things in life, not just exercise, require this yin and yang balance between in and output. And uh, so we're going to talk a little bit more about in and the concept of you know what we do as always, but more importantly of understanding when you have more working out happening, the in needs to raise with it, right? And I think a lot of times – we think that recovery is something that's going to be the exact same no matter what stage you're training or how much volume or intensity. Most people, they tend to treat their recovery almost the same, if not worse, when they start to train more. Um, and I always love this example because, you know, I remember the article of Sports Illustrated came out a couple of years ago and they were talking about how, like, you know, the athletes that spent over seven figures on their body from recovery between, you know, therapy, nutritionists, uh, soft tissue work, you know, massage, all, 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 be, all trainers, all these things that go into kind of recovery for their sport. Um, and they're literally spending over a million dollars a year on their bodies doing these things. Now, obviously, we are not LeBron James. We're not Russell Wilson. We're not playing at a professional level or an, an intensity or volume level that's anywhere near close what they're doing. Um, or at least maybe majority of the people that I work with, including myself as general population, like, we're just not there. Um, so I don't think we need to be spending seven figures, nor do I even have the money to spend seven figures on that a year. <laughs> Maybe one day, but I doubt it. Um, so when you think about that concept, you need to understand that obviously, like, you know, the higher the output begins, right, the more the input needs to follow, right? And with recovery, your body can actually do everything better and more progressively over time. Without recovery, your body's going to run into a wall. You're going to start to see that your stress is going to go up because your body's kind of taking that physical demand. It's taking too much without recovery. Your sleep is going to start to suffer. Um, and all these things kind of start to they, they, they start to catch up to you, right? And I'm going to give you guys a personal example right now. Uh, I've been dealing with a shoulder injury since the snowboarding accident in early January. And I'm finally back to a point the last like two or three weeks where I can do almost all my pressing. So bench pressing, uh, dumbbell pressing, overhead was almost fine the whole time. Dips are the only thing that still hurt me. So getting anything with my shoulder kind of behind my body still bothers me. Um, but I get this kind of, uh, it almost feels like 
inflammation or like almost like I always like to explain it's kind of feels like I have arthritis at night like I feel like just something wow I feel like a lot of sensitivity in my shoulder um back has been something that I've dealt with on and off for 11 years now since my original injury and I'm going to tell you right now my body's kind of at that place where like I feel my shoulders granted from the injury three months ago I feel my back because I'm banned in list I'm not a huge fan of conventional stuff um and I'm like, man, my body's kind of beat up. So yesterday I was kind of doing just like a mobility and kind of just a little freestyle day, body weight stuff, hip work, soft tissue stuff. I definitely feel a lot better today, honestly. Like my body feels good. Went on a walk this morning with Kona and just like playing out in the park with her and just moving. I was like, okay, I feel better. And it just kind of made me really kind of solidify. I was like, yeah, this is what I need to talk about today because even myself, the guy that preaches and talks about this stuff, still runs into these same walls. And I guarantee people that are listening to this um, deal with this a lot too, right? And I personally do the exact same workouts that you guys do here at Functional Lifestyles. I do them probably on average four or five days a week. And then I choose to do golf or skimboarding or mountain biking or general activity outside of that. Um, so what I've noticed is... I love this current cycle that we're on. So we're on week three, and I and I feel like I'm getting almost FOMO with my workouts again. And I go through phases of this where I'm like, oh, I love I love this cycle. I want to get it. And I'm like trying to hit all the weekday workouts as much as I can. And I realize that my body actually feels really good if I'm doing five days a week with my recovery is really, really good. Um, and if the recovery is not so good, I feel probably honestly better closer to the four, maybe even three time a week mark and doing more general movement or just kind of even taking days off. Um, so when I think about it, I'm going to kind of go through my recovery and obviously you guys can shuttle in your own kind of routine here. Um, for me, like to start the day off, I love to wake up if I had the perfect day. Um, I love to start the day off with just waking up early, getting right into, so I have a red light therapy device and I go right into meditation. So I'll do a 10 minute guided meditation, focusing on breath work. And then I finish up with 10 minutes of just some general stretching, a little bit of yoga, working on some tighter areas. So I like to spend 20 minutes under the red light therapy, um, 10 of those being meditation, 10 of those being yoga, which can almost, you know, I call meditation can be different forms. Um, that's the way I like to kick off my day, right? It's a great way for me to kind of just feel centered and not waking up stressed because sometimes like I naturally will just go right into stuff. Um, if I'm running kind of, you know, if we're going somewhere or if I get right on emails or I start doing work um, and I feel like just giving my self that 10 or 20 minutes of just kind of relaxation of either sometimes it's sitting outside sometimes it's walking the dog without my phone um it, it kind of just almost centers me right and then another thing that i love that i have at home that's been a huge part of my recovery protocol has been my sauna so i do the infrared sauna and i have a cold plunge um and then obviously stretching so i'll do stretching generally after my workout or part of my workout and then i'll do some at night and that kind of stretching I, i'm just mobility whatever would probably be a better way to say it doing foam rolling or doing my post-workout stretching or stretching at night and kind of just general movement. I've realized that the last eh, probably two weeks now, I haven't really done almost any of it. I've been skipping my meditation. I only did it once this week. I probably did it twice last week. Sauna I've done once in two weeks. Um, and I immediately feel my body, right? Like it just goes to show you how fast your body is going to kind of go like, yo, you're putting a lot out. You got to give us some back in, right? You got to give us that energy back in. So this whole concept today of me talking about working in um, is this thing that you need to understand that the higher the volume or the higher the intensity or the higher both of those are, you need to make sure that the recovery is essential. It's it's a mandatory thing to what you're doing. Um, and especially as you get older, I think the coolest thing about being older, which a lot of people look at as a downside, is your body gives you immediate feedback, <laughs> You know, and I'm only 30 years old. Who knows what's going to happen at 40 and 50 and 60, right? But 
the more you can really take care of the essential recovery set of things, the better you feel. Um, and I'm not saying that age is going to be something that you're just going to guarantee you're always going to be sore. You're always going to have immediate pain. Um, but depending on where you're at with stress and training and everything else, like sometimes it is immediate. Um, and this training cycle is very leg dominant for me. It's a little bit more back dominant. Um, and I love it. Like I really like I'm addicted to the cycle. It's actually one of my favorite cycles I've written in a long time. Uh, but I immediately felt just that the, those two weeks of my recovery kind of falling apart, not really paying attention to rushing my stretching at the end, not doing my sauna cold plunge, not doing my breath work and my meditation stuff. Uh, my back is locked up. My shoulder feels not like it's going backwards, but it just feels more like inflamed almost in a sense. Um, and it's immediate, right? So I want you guys to think about that. When you think about working in, you need to be able to build a routine in, and it needs to be able to kind of be in this little equilibrium and the seesaw of where you're at with your working out and also what you're doing with your working in. If you're working out less, then maybe if you're having enough movement, then your body should feel pretty good, right? If you're working out a lot, and you're not having much movement or anything like that, your body's not going to feel that good, right? You're going to hit a wall pretty fast. You're going to plateau on performance. You're going to plateau with possibly running into an injury. Um, so those are things you guys should really pay attention to is understanding that the mobility and that the training and all the other stuff, they need to work in cahoots with each other because training, as I've said a million times, is a sympathetic response. It's something that breaks your body down, right? Um, and that's why for dimension one, the thing that I talk about all the time is movement and exercise, even though they're different from each other, they're still in the same bucket. Going on a walk with my dog for, you know, 40 minutes and playing in the park with her or, you know, doing some stretching or going on a light hike or going to the beach and hanging out and maybe swimming or walking around. Those are things that are movement. They're great for everything that I talk about from health and fat loss and mental clarity and all those good things. So they're less sympathetic. They're more parasympathetic. So they actually aid in the recovery process. So movement and exercise, they're in the same thing, but use them with each other and against each other more importantly, because if you feel that your movement is, I mean, sorry, if your exercise is surpassing your movement, you're going to start to feel that, right? Your body's going to get stiffer. You're going to feel a little more tense. You're going to feel like you're more irritable to injury. You're going to, all those things will start to, and your body will give you the signs. I don't need to tell you with it because you know 100%. You're just going to feel more irritable. You're going to feel like you have a little less energy. You're going to feel stiff. You're going to feel tight. You're going to feel like an old man. You're going to wake up like, oh my God. Um, so that because your exercise has outweighed your movement. Movement is the foundation of dimension one, not exercise, right? And this is coming from the guy that owns the gym. I'm telling you, your movement needs to be the foundation. If I were to draw you a little pyramid, that bottom sector would be movement and mobility. Like move through as much range of motion, slowly, controlly, very passive, some of that being active as well, and then stack the exercise on top and then stack the high intensity sprinting or other kind of skill sets on top of that. Um, but it needs to be stacked on top of that. Foundationally, it needs to be the movement. So one of the things that I'm kind of doing, and I did this yesterday and I'm gonna do this today and I'm gonna do this over this weekend, is I'm gonna choose to still work out, but more importantly, focus on my working out being more movement-based stuff, right? So I'm going to go through range of motion. I'm going to go through some stuff, but I'm not going to push the weight as much. I'm not going to push the intensity as much. I'm going to kind of, I'm just going to go into it with a little bit more of a playful feel. Um, and that kind of brought me up to a conversation that I had yesterday with a client, Shay, and she's probably listening to this. So shout out to you, Shay, about the concept of, you know, structured cardio or structured aerobic work versus play, Right. Um, and I was meeting with her son the other day for mobility and he was dealing with some stuff that he was just, you know, tight ankles, tight hips and 
and she was going to the chiropractor because she has pain for that. And one of the things I was telling her is like, hey, like, you know, your son's too young to A, be in pain and be needing a chiropractor. He just needs to do general stuff. He needs to be playing on the monkey bars. He needs to be doing push-ups at home. He needs to be doing squats. He needs to be doing things that go through full range of motion because that as a human is going to be his foundation. And it doesn't matter if you're a six-year-old kid or a 66-year-old person. Like, your movement is the thing, right? Because that's the thing that kind of allows you to work in and have fun and be more playful with it. Um, I, you know, the example I gave her yesterday was like, I'd much rather go on a two hour mountain biking ride versus a 30 minute Peloton ride. 30 minute is, you know, a quarter of the time it's, I don't have to leave my house, but it's structured. I'm stuck in one place. When I go on a mountain bike ride, I'm in nature. I'm by myself or if I'm riding with people, um, you know, I'm in nature. So I'm hearing the wind, the trees, the birds, I'm outside, I'm getting fresh air, I'm getting sunlight and it feels more interactive. It feels more playful for me, right? When I go skimboarding on the weekends, right? Like skimboarding is literally like literally running nonstop sprints, standing on the shore, sprint into the wave, ride the wave back, come back and repeat for as long as I'm there. Me versus going on a track and running 100 meter sprints or 40 yard dashes. Like it's a very different thing, even though the stimulus is the same thing. So try to integrate with your guys' training protocol, more things that feel playful, more things that feel more movement-based, more things that allow you to kind of honestly fill your cup back. Um, and in return, they allow you to still get all this beautiful activity that we're trying to preach here. Uh, and they're going to actually aid better to your result because most people that I talk to want to lose weight. Most people that I talk to want to have more energy. They want to feel better. They want to build more muscle. And I'm going to tell you right now from personal experience, I've been doing this for 15 years, you do not need to lift heavy-ass weight all the time, super intensely, five, six, seven days a week, right? You do not need to do that much stimulus to be able to get to that point. When you're starting off, you're going through phases, or if you're a competitor, sure, it can be different. Um, but I'm going to tell you right now, if you're someone that is pretty consistent, if you're doing weights three to five days a week, you're probably in a very solid place. I'd much rather you find a nice balance between the three or four, three or five days a week that you're doing your weight training and then have the other two or three or two or four days a week of some movement and some play and some sport and some lower level activity. Um, so you're still doing something every day, right? Um, I'll tell you this, like even from a membership standpoint, we don't have any seven time a week members here. We do, we used to have an unlimited membership and I took it away because I don't like the unlimited mindset because when you pay for unlimited, you want to use as much of it as possible. So you go seven days a week. I think you end up burning yourself out and you overwork. Um, there's, there's a, there's a good amount of people that are overworking as many, probably not as many as that are underworking and not doing enough, but there is a great chunk of people that go to the gym that overtrain. Um, and it's about working more effectively, right? It's about working smarter, not harder all the time. Um, I never agreed with this concept earlier in my career, right? I was just like, dude, you got to go like balls to the wall as hard as you can. You got to be the person that live, delivers the most intensity to be able to provide any result. And I also had the mindset that if I took one day off, I'm going to lose all this muscle. Um, and that's very, very far from the truth, right? Once you build this nice foundation of muscle mass, once you get to this place that you know, you're not, you're not very far off aesthetically or maybe performance wise from where you want to be as a general population. Like the one thing that I use as an example, like me being able to deadlift, I don't know what I would deadlift for one rep max, but let's say, you know, if I'm deadlifting, you know, 300 something pounds, there's no difference in my life functionally deadlifting 300 something versus 400 something versus 500 something. Now that being said, there is a level of progress that we all need to chase as humans. I'm not discrediting that, but from a functionality standpoint, do you really need to be able to run sub five miles? Do you really need to be able to lift 500 plus deadlift? 
right? Do you really need to be 5% body fat? And the, the answer is probably not. Like you can get to a place where you're in a good place, body fat percentage wise, muscle wise and strength wise, um, speed wise, because you're doing enough consistently over time. But it's not something that's necessarily required to get to the very, very high end. Um, and I'm not going to go down that rabbit hole because that was actually going to be my other topic I wanted to talk about today. Um, so when you think about this concept of working out, I want you guys to just try to really map out what would be the perfect thing for what you want. And most importantly, look at the things from a stress standpoint of both psychological stress. So work stress, relationship stress, life stress, whatever. And physiological stress, right? Which is the act of, you know, physically breaking the body down. You are working out. It's in the name. You are giving energy away. It's taking energy away from your body. But with proper recovery, you can take all that stuff back in. So you need to be able to build things in that work you in with energy. So do more breath work. Do more walks. Do more bike rides. Walk to the farmer's market. Walk to dinner. Do more stretching at home. Do things that, you know, sit on one knee behind the desk. Do a couch stretch instead of sit on the couch. You know, do things that allow your body to go through these full ranges of motion and try to incorporate as much play and as much sport as you can into your routine because not only is it going to keep the engagement really high, not only is it going to keep the chance of injury pretty low, not only is it going to make you feel better, not only is it going to reduce stress, not only is it going to help you burn fat, not only is it going to help you move better, um, your workouts will get better, right? And I need this as a documentation process for myself, which is why I do social media, which is why I do podcasts, because I want to be able to help you guys out to give you information, structure, and accountability to be better of yourselves. But more importantly, when I watch my videos and when I listen to my own podcasts, I use them as a reminder for myself that I go through the same shit that you guys do. And you do not need to do as much as we think we need to do to get the result that you want. It's not about doing more. It's about doing it smarter. Um, so when it comes to working out, I'm going to use this as the last little sign off for today. Working out is great for you. I own a gym. I do it every day, right? Well, not every day. I do it majority of the week. Work in, find things that allow you to recover. So everything that I gave you from meditation to stretching to sauna to cold plunge to walking to swimming to hanging out with loved ones to play to sports, these are all things that work in. These are called things that fill your cup. Just like I talked about in the Deload podcast, you wouldn't work 52 weeks a year without taking a vacation every once in a while. should be the same concept of training. Training doesn't necessarily need to be structured deload all the time. Sometimes your body will say, hey, pump the brakes. I need a little bit of a break. Um, and I'm going through that process right now of kind of being like my body feels a little beat up. So use this hopefully as a reminder for you guys that when your body is getting to that place, you don't need to stop training. You just need to start moving more. You need to start playing more. You need to start loving more. You need to start doing things that are energy fillers, right? They were working into the body, not working out of the body, right? All right, guys. I hope you liked that one. I'll keep that one short as always. Have a great day, and I'll talk to you guys next Friday.